Hello. Well, hello. Is this Millie Fresh? Uh-huh. You got me. Perfect. This is Scott. I'm calling from the interview show. Oh, hey, Scott. What's cracking? Not much. Not much. Uh-huh. Welcome to... Can you to hear me okay? Um, you could be a little bit louder, but that's okay. I can adjust that here. Yeah? Can you just say a sentence so I can uh, test? Hello, hello, hello. Breaker 1-9, Breaker 1-9. Good morning, all you truck drivers. I'm here to talk to you boys. Brighten up your day. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can. I didn't want to stop you. That sounded great. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put that out there on some CB and see what answers. Yeah, really? <laughs> Hi, this is Melly Fresh, and you're listening to The Interview Show.
Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I'm lucky enough to have Melly Fresh on the line. Hello. Hi, Scott. What's cracking? Who you macking? <laughs> you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you've created this super vixen persona. Can you talk a little bit about how you come up with those lines? Like writing dance music really is a difficult thing because you're trying to say the same old thing in a new and fresh way. That's right. Always. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true because so often it's like you're you're in the middle of um you know, you're you're writing something down. I mean, a lot of times it's it's like for me, I need to hear some music and then the lyrics just sort of jump into my head or they jump into my head in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping, which is always exciting and sometimes you have to wake up and sort of write them down really quickly. But I mean, if I have a track in my head, then I'm I'm usually thinking about it a lot and trying to come up with a melody line and and a hook of some sort. It's all about the hook. You know, I just heard a crazy song tonight by uh, Crooker. Called um, We Like Animals or something. And it's this really processed, like, bizarre alien voices like we like animals <laughs> it's just so wrong but you know what it fits into the track so perfectly it's like really really crazy i don't know it's uh it's just nuts i mean i've got this other i've got this song i've just done with the speaker freaks called uh, no more late night booty calls <laughs> nice and that's it that's another it's it's got a very kind of 1930s kind of vibe to it uh, you're in your outfit, get to call. You're off your face and up the wall. I don't know who you think you are, but no more late night booty calls for you. For you. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> You've definitely got a gift for becoming or for channeling what everybody in a club wants to be. Do you think? I definitely think. <laughs> Come on, when you go to a club, there are tons of girls who want to live that persona. Uh-huh. How do you do it? Oh, God. I wish I could do it more often, I tell you that much. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I really love doing performances. We did, um, we did a great show at Pride this year in Toronto, and, uh, and all we did was attention horror. I'm the one you're looking for, because I'm a big attention whore. I'm the one that you adore. I'm a big attention whore. But I had two um, girl dancers with me, and I was dressed like as a as a policewoman in my in a velvet dress that was really like up to my ass, and high boots, and and my policeman's hat, and <laughs> and they were dancing around doing in in red sort of plastic dresses with black fur that I made, and and it was just uh, it was so exciting to be on a stage, you know, in front of like a million people. Um, but those, those gigs just don't seem to happen so much, you know? They should happen more. I think I need a good booking agent. If anyone, if there's a good booking agent out there, they should get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we need to see more shows like that, definitely. Yeah, well, I think more and more, too, that shows are, like, people are, are not so excited anymore by just watching a DJ on stage. Um, I think a, a DJ that is doing a performance themselves because now you know there's not even there's, people don't even use vinyl so much anymore 
Um, there's only laptops. And what can you do behind the laptop, you know? You've got to dance or you've got to, you've got to have something going on around you. I mean, playing good music is one thing. I mean, I'm the one who's so delicious. I'm the one that's really vicious. I'm the one that's always seen. I'm the one who's your wet dream. Right now, you know, Deadmau5 comes out with a, a mouse hat on. And that's exciting to all the kids because it's different. You know, it's a gimmick. They go nuts whenever the mask comes on. Yeah, no, they love it, you know. And then you've got the visuals behind you and... And the music is good, too. I mean, the music has to be good to carry that off. But I think, you know, the whole gimmick thing is really, um, it's a really good factor. I mean, Lady Gaga has her whole bizarre fashion sense, you know, which is totally over the top. Um, but everybody's always sort of waiting on the edge of their seats to see what her next, you know, insane outfit's going to be. And uh, and her And her songs are really, you know... Every single one of them is practically a hit, you know. I think my stuff is maybe, I don't, I don't know if it's too underground, you know. It is and it isn't. It's, and it's not, it's not that it's too rude. I mean, it's no ruder than uh, a hip-hop track, you know, with um, some hip-hop guy talking about slapping whatever, you know. <laughs> no, you know, I agree. And uh, again, I, I really think that, you know, a lot of people in clubs want to live up to the words that you sing. I was going to say, though, that I think that women more so than men, if you want to make a crash generalization, <laughs> understand that uh, fashion and spectacle mean more in music. Yeah, totally. You're right. And I think part of the problem with dance music is because it's DJ driven is that it's a little more anonymous than more performance based music. Well, women are second-class citizens in the DJ world, unless, unless they're DJing. I mean, vocalists are, are not priority at all, you know? I, I mean, I've, I've actually started, um, I've started doing some DJing just because I, I figured I needed to be able to get out there and do stuff more on my own, you know, with a headset on and be able to sing and and DJ at the same time and, and still have dancers around me and you know because it's just it's it's if you're just a vocalist it's just not enough you know hi this is Melly Fresh and you're listening to the interview show
Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. It's not a thing of a jig. It's a thing of a doing. Okay. Hi. This is Baby Tugs. Well, not really. It's Smelly Fresh, and you're listening to the interview show. So the one thing that I loved when I was reading about you is that I found out that, of course, you were the voice of two of the Care Bears, Cheer Bear and Baby Tugs. Uh-huh. And it's a nice dichotomy with your sort of super vixen dance vocals. <laughs> that should be my new one, right? Super vixen dance mogul. I like that one. You are. You are. So <laughs> you can you can vacillate between super vixen and, you know, cuddle puss. So, exactly. <laughs> Not only that, I was a boy. I was a boy bear and a girl bear. So you've got that sort of transvestite thing going on, or transsexual. It's more of it being a transsexual, and that's why I fit in really good at Pride, because <laughs> I'm always considered myself to be like a drag queen trapped in a female's body. When was the last time you were asked to inappropriately voice a Care Bear? To inappropriately voice a Care Bear. Hmm. Um. I have. You know what, I actually, I did get a call from some guy on the internet that asked me if I would do some some voices for him as, you know, using sort of Care Bear voices. And I said, well, do you have a script? And he sent me the script, and it was really raunchy. And I was like, I mean, I said, I thought about it, and I thought, you know what, I can't do this. Because even though, you know, I... I mean, I'm not signed to a lifetime contract with the Care Bears or anything, but I think if anybody heard those voices and they heard them saying, like, super rude stuff, it might it might get back to the, uh, the sponsors, those characters in Cleveland, and they might get a little bit upset. <laughs> I was busted a couple of years ago um, in my pink car. I had a pink car that was totally decorated with jewels of Baghdad and bowling trophies, and all kinds of stuff. And a policeman stopped me as I was driving my car as a convertible, shocking pink, and uh, told me that I had to take my car off the road, that it was a danger to pedestrians. I could impale them with my bowling trophies. And, um, and it was like, you know, what are you talking about? I mean, it's like, it's fine. They're plastic. It's not going to hurt anyone. Anyhow, this little thing that happened ended up being on the front page of a, our newspaper, the national newspaper, The Sun, and it was right across Canada. I had every single news channel in my driveway that came, and, and the headline was, Care Bear Gets Busted, <laughs> which was really funny. And I had the guys at um, Nelvana who did Care Bears called me, and they were like, Stop using the Care Bear name. And I was like, I'm not. I swear I am not using the Care Bear name. Like, they found me. They found out I was a Care Bear. <laughs> it was very funny. I mean, I thought it was funny. Yeah, we want you around for the Care Bear reunion movie. Oh, yeah. Is it going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. They've got to hold their hands and have Rainbow shoot out of them somehow. Really? Maybe, maybe I can do a Care Bear house track, you know? Care Bear Stare. <laughs> I don't know why someone hasn't done that. I think that's your next idea. I think you've got to do some sort of Care Bears dance track. Well, after I heard this track by Crookers. Yeah. Yeah. This voice saying, you know, we like animals. I thought, oh my God, what would it take me to come up with a great hook and come out as baby tugs, you know? It's not a thingamajig. It's a thingamajoy. You know, something like that. <laughs> 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 We're going, gee, I'm glad I got dressed up for the party. <laughs>
Party, party, party. <laughs> that could be pretty demented. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I've got one last like, quick question. I noticed that when I was looking at your MySpace, Tommy Lee is one of your top friends on Facebook. And I wanted to ask you, why do women find him so attractive? Who is? Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Oh, my God. Tommy was one of the first people that picked up on our music. He actually got in touch with Joel, and um, I don't know how, I, I don't know, I think actually Steve Duda had, who was part of BSOD, was doing engineering for Tommy and had played him one or two of our tracks, I don't know, and he loved them, and he got in touch with Joel, and he was like, you know, I love this music, I want to play it, and then he said, why don't you come to Montreal and uh, perform with us, and that was one of the first performances that we ever did was at the No Speed Limit um, Festival out in the middle of a farmer's field in the middle of nowhere in Montreal, just outside of Montreal. We went with Tommy in the limo, and, uh, and we did this performance. And it was just, you know, it was crazy because Joel had never performed before on, on a big stage, you know, and there was like 3,000 kids in the middle of a farmer's field, like on ecstasy or something. I don't know. It was just whacked. And it was like three in the morning, and it, and the place was jumping, and uh, and we did this performance, and it was so exciting, and uh, and Tommy was loving, he was loving After Hours and Hey Baby and you know Sex Slave and something deep inside and you know all all my classic hits, and uh, and I got to sing them, which was awesome, and at one point Tommy was dancing around, and he bumped into me, and both of us he did like. He did like a flying tackle. We went flying off the stage, arm in arm. <laughs> it was so funny, but not really because it was like, you know, an eight-foot drop off the stage, but there was one level before it, so we didn't quite fall all the way down. But it was a little bit intense, but that, that was my Tommy Lee experience. And then, and then we did a performance with him again in Toronto at the government. But, yeah, he was one of the first people that really was enjoying the music and he was a really, he was a great supporter. That was really nice. Well, I've got two things to say to that. One, that's crazy. So I have Melly Fresh and Dead Mouse opening for Tommy Lee. How did that work for the audience? Weren't they kind of like, what the? Surprised? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, well, I mean, of the government for sure, because we weren't on the bill or anything. But, you know, it, it happened and it was... Uh, I think a lot of people were like, you know, who are those people? And it was really funny, but I, um, I don't know. And and also at that that festival, and it was it was just kind of like a random thing, you know. If you can get it, get down here, and you can come on stage with us. And it's like sometimes you you have to take those those opportunities and and run with it, right? Like you don't know what's going to happen, but sometimes you get lucky. Nice. Bigger and better things happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to say, that's awesome. And uh, just on a personal note, I think that the persona that you take on are pretty much the girls that he dates. Oh, what's that? Oh, Tommy Lee. Yeah. You think? <laughs> I'm saying that if this was like the Melly Fresh in Weird Science, if like there was a supercomputer and they hooked a Barbie doll to one of your songs, the girl oh. that would be created would be his ideal mate. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and I really appreciate you taking out time to speak with me tonight. Well, I really appreciate talking to you, Scott. Thanks a lot for getting in touch. It's awesome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. Hi. Hi. It's not a thing I'm doing. It's a thing I'm doing. Okay. Hi. This is Baby Tugs. Well, not really. It's Nellie Fresh, and you're listening to The Interview Show. Hi. <laughs>